Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, October 4th. Present to God. Today's scripture reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1-10 through 10 from the Message Translation, which reads, The boy Samuel was serving God under Eli's direction. This was a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. One night, Eli was sound asleep. His eyesight was very bad. He could hardly see. It was well before dawn. The sanctuary lamp was still burning. Samuel was still in bed in the temple of God where the chest of God rested. Then God called out, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Yes, I'm here. And then he ran to Eli, saying, I heard you call. Here I am. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And so he did. God called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and he went to Eli. I heard you call. Here I am. Again, Eli said, Son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. This all happened before Samuel knew God for himself. It was before the revelation of God had been given to him personally. God called again, Samuel, the third time. Yet again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Yes, I I heard you call me. Here I am. That's when it dawned on Eli that God was calling the boy. So Eli directed Samuel, go back and lie down. If the voice calls again, say, speak, God. I'm your servant, ready to listen. Samuel returned to his bed. Then God came and stood before him exactly as before, calling out, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, speak. I am your servant, ready to listen. This is God's word. Who says the Bible is a humorless book? Seinfeld, Everyone Loves Raymond, or Cheers had nothing on this scene. All that's missing is the laugh track as we read it, because we don't usually laugh when we read scripture for the simple reason that scripture, of course, is serious, I suppose, and laughter would thus be sacrilegious. Or perhaps it's just that the stories are so familiar to us. But oh, the glorious incongruities in this story. Everyone is sleeping in the place of meeting where no actual meetings are taking place, at least not with God. God hasn't darkened or brightened the door of the holy place for a very long time. The only voices heard there are human voices. And judging from the previous chapter of 1 Samuel, those human voices are anything but divine. Try controlling grasping, and abusive instead. The tent of meeting, a.k.a. the tabernacle, a.k.a. the temple, is supposed to be a place of profound divine consciousness and connection. But God stopped speaking in this tent of meeting a very long time ago for the simple reason that, well, if nobody's listening, why bother speaking? Now, There's a young boy growing up under the high priest Eli's charge, opening the doors in the morning and closing him in the evening, and no doubt taking care of all kinds of menial chores in between. But while Eli's sons no doubt only see an annoying child, God sees ears that are ready to hear, a mouth 
that is ready to speak, feet and hands that are ready to move. This is our posture in the house of God, as the house of God in this world. We are ever cultivating awareness of and to the divine. We are pursuing a profound divine consciousness that far surpasses mere compliance with regulations. Though even that would have been an improvement in that temple environment. Speak, Lord, I am listening. Behold, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. Not my will, but yours be done. This is the voice posture of being present to God. The word of the Lord isn't rare here. It's the air we breathe. Not that we're receiving constant direct divine downloads of a thus saith the Lord magnitude, but we breathe in presence and we exhale attentiveness. We are practitioners of the presence. We know something of what Brother Lawrence experienced when he spoke of taking contemplation out of the cloister and putting it on the roads of the world, which means we know something of what Jesus experienced as he went through his daily rhythms, knowing what it meant to be in the bosom of the Father, that remarkable place of intimacy in which he could lean back on the Father, not merely up in heaven, but down here in these lower earthly regions an intimacy cultivated in those iterative, repeated rhythms of getting up a great while before it was day and going out to lonely places, along with the occasional all-nighter in prayer. He invites us to join him in learning these rhythms of presence still. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Yes, Lord, please. As you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder this. What rhythms of presence do you experience within your own life? How are you being challenged to become a more avid practitioner of the presence? What might this look like for you going forward? How might Jesus be inviting you in new or revived ways to keep company with him and watch how he does it. What do you know of the unforced rhythms of grace? Lord, show us how to live in your house, how to live as your house, fitted and joined together as a people present to you to one another, to each moment with all that it holds, to each need as it unfolds, to each pain, large and small. Lord, let us be present to it all. Through your mercies. Amen.